Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. I'm glad to be back, folks. This is a great show, but unfortunately, we're coming close to the ending for this uh, radio show because we've only got two shows left. This is the second to last show. Uh, I've had a wonderful time being part of this radio show, uh, and it was uh, great doing this with Noah. Noah, how do you feel about this being near? We're we're nearing the end to this show. Ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to our penultimate episode. It's been a great ride, uh, and I know some of you have been looking forward to our cancellation. But to some of our loyal fans, don't worry. I'll be back with my very own spinoff. Oh wow, you're gonna you're before gonna before then. Before then, we'll be sure to give you a good show before our grand finale. You're gonna ask? Are you gonna ask Professor Norris if you can have your own radio show? Oh, okay. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all I'm all for it. Go go Noah. Get get your own radio show at at the college. I I want to see what you come up with. <laughs> Let's see what let's see what kind of radio show the sidekick will have. <laughs> All right, Tommy, tell our good viewers what they have in store for today. So we got an exciting show for you all today, ladies and gentlemen. For our first story, we'll we'll talk about how Sony is going to <clears throat> is repealing on the uh, PS3 and PS Vita store cancellation, not not for PSP, sorry, PSP players. How all Spider-Man movies, both Disney and Sony movies will be on the Disney Plus streaming platform. We're going to talk about, and we're also going to talk about um, why Dave Bautista would not want his own Drax Marvel show. So exciting show for you all, folks. I'm looking forward to it. We'll we'll get into our first story right after the break. We'll see you all in a bit, folks.
All right, folks, welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. Uh, all right, so if you're just tuning in, congratulations. You made it to the start of the show. But first off, we're going to be talking about uh, Sony. Great news, everyone. Great news to all PlayStation gamers and everyone who, and all classic gamers who wish to preserve the history of video games. Sony has announced that they are, go- that they are backtracking in their decision to close down the ps3 p ps and ps vita stores not psp so sorry folks but they're still planning on closing that store down um we have an uh, a blog post by by sony themselves by the official playstation blog post and we'll see what they have to uh, what what they have to say recently we notified players the playstation store for PS3 and PS Vita devices was planning was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will bring the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita. It was born out of a number of factors, including common support, challenges for older devices, and the ability for us to focus more on our resources on older devices when a majority of our gamers was playing on. We, we, we see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm so glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. I'm glad that we could keep this piece of history alive for games for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting edge new game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening and appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. And this comes from the official PlayStation blog. And I'm so glad, so, so, so glad that this story came to light because uh, that, that, that this story, that this news is coming out because, man, oh man, a lot of people were really upset with uh, when this news initially dropped. Um, and I can understand the, the backlash. This is probably doing they're probably doing this because of all the backlash that um that they got from this decision um because i don't know if the main reason that people were really upset about the this these store shutdowns because there's a lot of classic games that you can get on the ps3 and you know ps vita stores i mean you can get them on psp but ps vita stores that also has has them which it's probably why they're still shutting down the psp store um and and there's people who still want to play those games and 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 buy them buy them for themselves and because of that there is an important role when it comes to like game preservation because what had a lot of people upset was that if this store shut down, then how else were, were people going to be able to play these classic games, you know, like the original Silent Hill or Parasite Eve or Chrono Trigger? Like these are all classic 
PlayStation 1 games or Fatal Frame, you know, PS2 games. Like, there really wasn't alternative ways that people nowadays could play those games except for, like, you know, via the PlayStation Store. So I'm really glad to see this t this decision being made. Noah, what's your takeaway from this? I guess one podcast can make a difference. <laughs> exactly. So this is all because of the Tom's Poppin' Radio Show. Exactly. <laughs> you you hit the nail right on the head, Noah. <laughs> I suppose the people who heard who originally thought the these stores would be shutting down, they probably bought a lot of a lot of the, their all time favorite games before the stores shut down, right? Yeah, I I would imagine so that a lot of people were buying their games from the PS Store in uh, P you know you know no their PS One and PS Two games and whatnot because of the of this news. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, I bet those people are feeling kind of silly right now because they probably spent a lot more a lot, a lot of money more than they probably would have if the store wasn't shutting down. Yeah, and because you know, they thought they'd never be able to buy these things again. Yeah, and I I'm and I'm now these out of $100. <laughs> yeah, and I I was uh, just about to say like I'm so glad that I hadn't poured 100 bucks into the PlayStation store yet because I was for real going to do that until like I was going to wait until probably like the last day or two before like July second uh you know when i when i was gonna initially do that <laughs> because like you know i i was gonna i was gonna put a lot of money into the playstation store to buy up as as many games as i could so i'm glad that i that that this news came out before i, I ever got to that point so now i can keep a, a, an, an extra hundred dollars in my pocket <laughs> Maybe this whole thing was just a publicity stunt to get people to buy their games. I mean, maybe, but I I think yeah, it was. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is. I'm just saying. No. What it was. Well, like, well, you know, like I said, it could it could be very much that, but I I think what it probably had more to do with it with the fact that, you know, the PS3 is like a couple co console generation a couple generations old now. Like there was, it was uh. You know, part of the seventh generation of consoles. We're on the ninth generation now with the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. So uh, I, I just think it had more to do with the fact that the Sony probably thought that you know these are pretty old consoles now. People aren't going to have much of a reason to buy games off those platforms anymore. Let's just shut them down. And besides the PS3, they're I think people realize that that people still have a passion for the games that are on you know the classic games that are on the ps3 and you know ps vita store and i think you know it also probably had to do with the amount of backlash that they got because people want to keep the store open those stores to stay open so that people can buy the the games that they want to buy because like like i said a, a big thing about this was about game preservation because if the PS3 store shut down and you couldn't get classic games like Silent Hill, Parasite Eve, Chrono Trigger, like where else were you going to buy these games? And uh, and I think a lot of people were really angry with Sony about this. 
and Sony seeing that how angry the snoods was making people were like, all right, we'll keep this. We'll keep these stores open for the foreseeable future. So I'm really glad about that because again, I was scared because literally I bought the first silent Hill game off the pre the PlayStation store, like a couple days prior to when, to when the news initially came out that, Oh, we're going to shut down all these stores. So, uh, I, I'm glad by that. Um, so now that these stores are staying open, what are you going to do with your new lease on life? My new release on life? What? <laughs> you, know, you know, lease on life. What are you going to do now that the stores are open? You got any plans to buy anything? Yeah, I mean, there there are still games off the PS Store that I want to buy, like uh, the Fatal Frame trilogy. I definitely want to buy that because, as far as I know, there aren't other ways to buy to buy the Fatal Frame games. Those are old games for the PS2, um, but. Noah, what about you? Do you still have your PS3 hooked up, and are there any games that you'd like to buy off the PlayStation Store? I'm afraid not. I traded in my PS3 a long time ago. <gasps> you fool! <laughs> I'm kidding. And I'm assuming yours is still buried somewhere in your room. You're going you're gonna to have to dig it out to buy you the games, right? Well, actually, I got a new gaming desk for my room... room and a place specifically dedicated for all my consoles and i actually hooked my ps3 up a while ago so i'm all prepared for my <laughs> to, to buy all the classic games dude all right so with that being said our next story will we will talk about the spider-man story and how all the disney and mc or mcu and sony movie spider-man movies are going to be on disney plus all, more, all that and more right after the break. We'll see you in a bit, folks.
All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were we were uh, covering the good news on how Sony is going back on its word and uh, on its um, statement that it'll take down the PS3 and PS Vita store. PSP store, unfortunately, it's still getting shut down, but a lot of the games that you could get on the PSP, you can get on the PS Vita, so it's not too big of a loss. Uh, but... Good, but the PS3 and PS Vita stores are staying open. So congratulations, folks, if you still own a PS3 and didn't sell it like some chump. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, no. Uh, <laughs> you can still buy games, classic games, off the PS3. Uh, now we, were, we are discussing um, the news on Spider-Man. Uh, so basically, uh, Sony and Disney made a deal where... Every Spider-Man movie, every Sony Spider-Man movie, and every uh, MCU Spider-Man movie will all be on the Disney Plus platform for all you Marvel fans to watch. So we've got an article here by Screen Rant. Yep, Screen Rant. And we'll see uh, just what exactly uh, is going on. (laughs) So Spider-Man movies will be able will be able to stream on Disney Plus thanks to a new Sony Disney deal. Even though Spider-Man has been part of the excuse me, of Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe for a handful of years, the character's film rights remain at Sony. That's why the likes of Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home aren't part of the MCU collection on Disney Plus. Those two are Sony releases and the studio negotiate negotiates negotiates their own deals with streaming services for their titles. Case in point, earlier this month, Netflix made a deal with Sony to exclusively stream Sony's movies after their theoretical runs beginning in 2022. With Sony partnering with one of Disney Plus's main rivals, it seemed like unlikely the MCU would ever be whole under the same roof, uh, under the same streaming roof. However, Sony and Disney have surprised once again with uh, another unprecedented deal to shake up the industry. In a joint statement, Disney and Sony announced a streaming and TV rights deal that covers Sony's theoretical uh, releases from 2022 to 2026. Titles will be able to go on Disney+, Hulu, and other platforms after their pay one uh, TV window, fulfilling the terms of Sony's agreement with Netflix. Disney also secures Sony's library, including the previous Spider-Man films, as part of this new deal. Hulu will gain library titles this June. So, again, this is an article that came from Screen Rant. Yeah. So, yes, congratulations, all you Spider-Man fans and all you Marvel and MCU fans. You're going to get... You're, at some point, will be able to watch all your favorite Spider-Man films, no matter what studio it was made under coming some point i think they said it in june for at least hulu so uh yeah i'm i'm ex, uh, excited for the, for the news uh noah what are you, what are your thoughts on this story this deal should make the mcu a whole on disney plus correct yeah so yeah so basically um a, a bunch of uh 
Uh, I guess, yeah. So basically every Spider-Man, like from what this article was talking about, every major Marvel movie, like every major Spider-Man film, no matter if it w- if it's part of the MCU or not, uh, it's going to be on the uh, Disney Plus's library of movies that you can watch uh, coming soon. I, I don't think they had, had a specific deal, but some MC, I think f- what they said specifically was for their 2022 and 2026 library. So any Marvel or Spider-Man themed films coming out at around that time, you're going to be able to watch those films on Disney plus. It's a similar contract to what Sony does with Netflix when Netflix has Sony's movies. So now, how does this affect the deal with Netflix? Because wasn't that exclusive rights? Yeah, so basically, I think um, the the Netflix Netflix is not going to be able once this deal goes through. Sony, not Sony, Netflix is not going to be able to stream or to host any like Spider Man or Marvels or or a marvel film under sony's name that's all gonna have to be either under disney plus or hulu because hulu is owned by disney so so basically disney plus outbid netflix for spider-man basically yeah yeah all right now this deal extends to tv shows too correct i believe so yeah so that means shows like the the classic the spectacular spider-man will be streaming on disney plus as well yes um, I, I remember that show, it, don't you? I remember that show. Yeah, it was a good show. I I loved it as a as a kid. Most uh, yeah, maybe argue. shows like that will will be on uh, Disney Plus. But I think this is primarily for um, the uh, the Marvel movies. All right. Well, if this extends to Disney Plus, we could see a development that people have wanted to see for a long time: a third season to the abruptly ended Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes, uh, we could we could uh, get a season three possibly, but you know that's assuming the studio who made the first two films or the animation studio anyway would be able to work on that third season. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, we got a samurai a, a fifth season of Samurai Jack, like what seventeen plus years after season four ended. So you never know. Uh, it, it is possible. So. Now, Tommy, is there any Spider-Man movie you'll be looking forward to watching on Disney Plus? Well, as a kid, I was a huge fan of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. I mean, I even liked the Spider-Man Three, despite what you know some people have to say about that movie. You know, like I understand some people's criticisms with that movie and and whatnot, like how they handled Venom. Like I can understand why Venom wasn't really well liked and you know i can actually delve into a bit of the history behind that like how sam raimi the the production or how the producers sort of forced sam raimi to include venom even though he didn't want to because he didn't understand the character and other stuff but basically yeah i'm looking forward to the sam raimi movies but noah what about you what movies are you looking forward to what spider-man films are you looking forward to I like them all, though. Like, kind of. Though I watch Spider-Man movies a lot; they're pretty frequent on television. So, any movie that there is, I there isn't really a Spider-Man movie I haven't really seen in a long time. But I suppose it could. I'll 
I'll most enjoy the MCU Spider-Man movies since they'll kind of complete the whole MCU timeline thing. Of yeah, yeah, because I believe because because Sony still owns the movie rights, and the and the article was talking about this, like you can't uh, view the MCU Spider-Man films on Disney Plus because Sony still technically owns those movies because they star Spider-Man and whatnot. Uh, hey, who knows? Who knows? Maybe as a result of this deal, we'll eventually get a MCU Spider-Man TV show. Maybe. You know, you know, like fucking Winter Soldier, WandaVision, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, maybe. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, uh, but I think this is a uh, this is a cool, though. Uh, right now, that's all just speculation. Uh, I am looking forward to the Loki show, though, because that looks like it'll be pretty good. Yo, um, one month to wait. Yep, just one more month to wait. Alrighty, folks. So when we come back, we will be talking about how Microsoft is re is removing the requirement for an Xbox Live Gold membership subscri subscription in order to, to in order to play free to play multiplayer games. So when we come back, we'll talk more about that. Let's we'll see you right after the break.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing uh, the deal Sony and um, uh, Sony were making, the, the deal Sony and Disney were making uh, in uh, their new Spider-Man movie, and how all the movies are going to be on uh, Dis- are, are going to be on Disney Plus. Um, but now uh, we got a story from The Verge about how Microsoft is going to be uh, removing the gold requirement to play free-to-play games. So, we're, we're, well, specifically free-to-play multiplayer games. Let's read the article and get more into it. Microsoft is removing its requirements for an Xbox Live Gold subscription to play free-to-play multiplayer games today. The software maker has been testing this removal over the past few weeks, and now every Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X owner will be able to play free multiplayer games without Xbox Live Gold. Microsoft is also unlocking Xbox Party Chat and the Looking for Groups LFG feature as part of this rollout. The Xbox Live Gold changes mean popular games like Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, Apex Legends and many others will no longer require a subscription. More than 50 games will now be free to play. The changes certainly make the $299 uh, Xbox Series S console a lot more appealing as a f- as a device for free to play multiplayer games. Microsoft's remo- removal of the Xbox Live Gold requirement came after the company was forced to reverse a price hike to its Xbox Live Gold subscription earlier this year. Microsoft had attempted to double the cost of a yearly Xbox Live Gold subscription, a move that didn't go well with Xbox fans. Microsoft quickly backtracked and offered to remove the paywall for free-to-play multiplayer games. Now that Microsoft has also made Xbox Party chat and lfg free to use it leaves xbox live gold in a weird spot xbox live gold also provides monthly free games to subscribers and discounts for the microsoft store but most of its core features are now free to all modern xbox owners you'll still need an xbox live gold subscription for an xbox 360 though Microsoft is dropping Xbox Live branding, referring to the set of software and services as simply the Xbox network now. The company has also been convincing its loyal base of Xbox Live Gold subscribers to migrate over to Xbox Game Pass, a subscribing service with more than 100 games. That is Microsoft's main focus for its plan on gaming. And once again, this article comes from The Verge. And let me just say, I find this story to be so amusing and fascinating because I'm not sure how many people are listening uh, who would know this, uh, but Microsoft is the primary reason why online gaming become became a service you had to pay for. Like, way back with the Xbox 360 is when they first initiated um is when they first made xbox gold or xbox a xbox live gold subscription meaning uh you had to pay for to use the online service like no other you know game console at the time made you do that so like 
PlayStation, the PlayStation Store, you know, back at that time, the PS3, you could play games for free. And Nintendo, and when the Wii U came out, you know, you could use that online for free. Uh, but now, now, but granted, Xbox, the Xbox 360 offered a much better online service compared to those other two consoles that I just mentioned, but still, you could use those services for free. But, and, and, and once the new generation rolled out, you know, it, when it was the eighth generation and you had the Xbox One and PS4, uh, suddenly, like, Sony was following in Microsoft's fo footsteps and they came out with uh, PlayStation Plus and suddenly you had to pay for, to, to use PlayStation Online now. And with the and and then when Nintendo came out with the Nintendo Switch uh they eventually had a Nintendo online service so even they made you have to pay for their service so like the other so the other competitors followed in your footsteps Microsoft and you're like the main reason why console gamers have to use <laughs> have to pay for their online service so it's weird to see that they're taking a step back after they tried to double the price for a yearly subscription of Xbox Live Gold. So now, so now, like free-to-play multiplayer games, you can just play those games for free. I would hope that uh, you know PlayStation, Nintendo would follow suit as almost as a way of like you know Microsoft righting the wrongs that they did. You know, making other people have to pay to play online. You know. <laughs> Uh, Noah, what, what's your takeaway from this story? Uh, it doesn't really apply much to me. I've never really been a big Xbox fan, or and not really haven't really been a big online player either. And I always thought it was a bit expensive to play online all the time, and there are very few games I ever did play online, so it kind of seemed like a waste of money to me, unless I really wanted to play something. But this does sound interesting, since... Because, like you said, it's surprising that there's no charge now to play. Yeah, so, like, think about it this way. Like, there's a, for, if other consoles follow suit in this, like, take Nintendo, for example. Like, Nintendo has uh, Tetris 99, which is a Battle Royale game that's online only. And it's free to play, but if, if you don't have an, a Nintendo online pass subscription, you basically can't play the game. Uh, and same thing for like Pac-Man 99, which is basically the same thing. So if, uh, you know, if, if you don't have the subscription, if you don't have a Nintendo online subscription, then you can't play either game. So this off would offer a great, a gateway for like people to play those games online for free. Uh, you know, cause it's, I mean, if you think about it, a game's not really free to play if you have to spend money a subscription service just to play it <laughs> you know what i mean so uh it, it's that's what you know that's what i'm what my sort of takeaway is from the story like oh it's an free-to-play game that's now actually free to play um now could so, xbox go broke from this no absolutely i mean or rather would they lose a lot of money from this I doubt they'd lose a whole lot of money. I mean, Microsoft is a multi-million dollar company along with, you know, the other, with its other competitors like Sony and Nintendo. I mean, with Microsoft, again, even if they, 
you have to keep in mind, like, I think this only applies to free-to-play games, meaning Call of Duty Warzone. Like, Warzone, I believe you can play on its own separate from Modern Warfare and Apex Legends 2. No, not, what am I saying? Apex Legends and uh, Destiny 2. Uh, those are free-to-play games, and you don't have to have a subscription to play those games. But other games like... Uh, Black Ops 3 and whatnot, those are games you have to buy, so you might still need a subscription for, for those games, because it sounds like this only applies to free-to-play games, because I think what what Microsoft is trying to do is put a bigger focus on the Xbox Live, not or Xbox Game Pass, which is the basically their video game Netflix subscription service, where if you pay that subscri for that subscription, you can get all sorts of games off the Xbox store uh, for, you know, not for for free with uh, that subscription. So, um, anyways, it was, uh, but anyways, that's, that's essentially the gist of what's going on. But with that out of the way, I think we're going to move on to the next story of the day. And before we move on, remember, you're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. Uh, for our next story, we'll be, we'll be talking about a, a statement Dave Bautista made on why exactly he does not want to star in a Drax Marvel show. Because as you all know, there have been a lot of Marvel shows on Disney Plus as of late. The Loki show is coming out soon. We've had WandaVision and the uh, uh, Captain Falcon show that was out. So the Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right, 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 no, right. Falcon, Falcon and Falcon and, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm mixing. The, he, hey, hey, he's the new Captain America's. Okay, <laughs> so do don't blame me for mixing that up. Hmm. How do you know you haven't even watched the show? I know because I watched the end. I've seen uh, Avengers Endgame, and that's how it ends with him becoming the next Captain America. And I just realized I spoiled the Are end of sure? Endgame. So sorry, so sorry, folks. Sure about that, Tommy. All right, well, I think Noah's leading on to something that I don't know, so we'll just drop it right here. Well, um, I'll just go, Thunder Boy. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the show and figure out what you mean. But <laughs> until then, let, let's just uh, talk about uh, why Dave Bautista does not want to star in his own Drax show. So this comes from Cineblend. Uh, they were interviewing uh, Dave Bautista about this, and this is what he had to say. Uh, honestly, if they offered me a series, I wouldn't do it. Not a chance and heck, which I'm censoring that word because this is a school podcast, a school show. There's not a chance and heck I would do a TV series playing Drax because that is a makeup nightmare. I would be miserable. That makeup is not fun. It's awful. So I'm not going to sign up to your TV series when I'm in that makeup every day. Dave Bautista did express shock that no member of the Guardians of the Galaxy Assemble got a spinoff show as Marvel was mapping out a Disney Plus program programming plans. While he was removing himself from consideration, Bautista told Cinema Blend, uh, I was shocked and I almost got on my Twitter for a second and started to bash them for not making, like, not one Guardians of the Galaxy characters got on tv how does that happen like there are so many interesting characters in that world i just don't get it but then i thought you know i don't know what they have in mind and all they have planned i get 
that they took all their marketable characters and gave them shows. So I don't want to take away. I, I don't want to take away just because I'm bitter than nobody from our series that nobody from our series got a show. And uh, again, this came. This was an interview that came from Cinema Blend. Uh, so I think, uh, and honestly, I, I think I, I get what he's talking about. A lot of actors have expressed, like uh, actors who've been in sci-fi or s superhero shows, have uh, talked about it before. But like one of the hardest parts of starring in those shows is having to put on makeup and whatnot, because. It's uh that that's what they that what a lot of people have talked about being like one of the most difficult parts of their job is having to put on makeup and whatnot. Like I know the uh uh actor who plays Vision has talked about that in the past, where how it's a huge pain in the butt for him to have to put on all that makeup. I know uh I think uh, uh Christopher no not Christopher Nolan um. Uh, uh, the, the but the Batman actor I uh, drawing a blank on his name, but I remember he talked about uh, that how he had to basically install like his own toilet in the in the Batman costume because he didn't have time to it, it would it would take too much time to get out of the suit and get back into it when he had to use the bathroom because of how long it took to uh, put on that suit. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh Noah, what do, what are your what are your uh, thoughts on Dave Bautista's reasons for not wanting to uh, have his own show, Marvel show, was Drax? Not too disappointed by it, and I don't really see Drax carrying his own show. Not really. I mean, Drax is too much of a comic relief character. I think if anyone got their own show, you know, on um uh. Uh, on Disney Plus, any Guardians of the Galaxy uh, characters, it, it would be more likely someone like, uh, you know, Star-Lord getting his own you know, show, you know? Uh, my money would be more on Rocket and Groot. Oh, yeah, Rocket and Groot. Th those two would make a great TV show together. <laughs> I could see that. I could see their dynamic working. Also, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, the actor who plays... Uh, Star Lord Chris uh drawing a blank on his last name. Chris but Pratt. Chris Pratt, thank you, thank you. Uh Chris Pratt is a is an A-list actor at this point. And I'm sure while they could be totally that while it'd be easy enough for Disney to get him on board for a movie, I think it would be very difficult to try to get him on board for a like multi part TV show. So yeah, Rocket and Rocket Did and Crew. TV though? Huh? Didn't he come from TV though? Well, yeah, but he wasn't. He he's not as he wasn't as big of an actor back then as now. Like, he, I say he's an A-list actor now, but back then he wasn't really that big of an actor. But now nowadays it'd be a lot harder to get someone like him involved in a TV show. Like, a C-list or a B-list actor would be easier, but it would be a lot harder to get an A-list actor involved with like a. A TV show, I'd feel. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you know, Drax may not be appearing in his own in his own Disney Plus show, but he will be premiering a Disney Plus special. Did you know that they're playing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus? Oh, oh, cool! I didn't know that. 
well, I guess we'll we'll be I guess we'll look forward to that when that ev- eventually comes out. Um, but I think it's time for us to move on to our last story of the day, um, which is, and I'm excited for this, uh, Ace, the, the great Ace Attorney trilogy or the great Ace Attorney games are going to be coming to the West and they are no longer Japanese exclusives. I'm really excited about that. We'll get into more of it right after the break. We'll see you all in a bit, folks. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing why Dave Batista does not want to have his own show on his own Marvel show as Drax. Uh, but now uh, we're getting to our last story for the day, and I'm really excited for this. So basically, the Great Ace Attorney games are finally going to come up on uh are are coming out to the west and they're coming out uh as the great ace attorney chronicles so i'm really excited for this we got an article here by kotaku that talks more about it so let's read it and get into it time to brush up on your uh jury uh jurisprudence y'all because today capcom announced the great ace attorney games are finally being released outside of japan Dubbed the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, the collection features both Ace Attorney spinoffs, The Great Ace Attorney Adventures, and The Great Ace Attorney Resolve, which will come out to the PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Steam on July 27th. First released in 2015, The Great Ace Attorney follows Phoenix Wright's ancestor, and uh, this is a Japanese name, so I might mispronounce this, 
uh, Ryusuke Naruhodo as he begins his career as a fledging defense attorney. Players will help Ryusuke solve crimes and prove his client's innocence in the courtrooms of Meiji-era Japan and Victorian England. In addition to the two games, The Great East Attorney Chronicles comes packed with extras, including eight spin-off specials, eight, oh wait, or eight special mini-episodes, alternative costumes, and a story mode, which will allow players to experience the story without worrying about when to hit the objection button. I love the Ace Attorney series, and I'm so glad the Ace Attorney uh, games are finally getting an English release. The great Ace Attorney games are finally getting an English release. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm excited to see what's what's new, what new investigation methods the great Ace Attorney will introduce and test my skills against members of a jury instead of a boneheaded judge. Expect to see me yelling objection at my Switch all summer long. And <laughs> I'm glad to see the author is so excited by this. And again, this is an article that comes from Kotaku. So before I explain what the great Ace Attorney games is, I should probably explain first what Ace Attorney is. So Ace Attorney is a series of detective games where you play as a lawyer named Phoenix Wright. And basically you have several cases that you have to solve and each case revolves around a murder case. Uh, in e each case, your the defendant is always innocent of the murder and the actual murderer is, you know, always just to right around the, the corner and you have to solve f or figure out who the actual murderer is. And uh, the great Ace Attorney games is a, has a very similar premise except it takes place in the 19th century, uh, back during Victorian London and Mijimi, uh, Japan. And uh, it's basically the same game, except uh, you're playing as Phoenix, Phoenix Wright's ancestor, Naruhodo. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, I I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Ace Attorney games to me. There's not many much replayability in them, but it's really fun trying to solve like the cases and find clues and stuff and like piece together, you know, okay, how do I prove that this di this guy is the real killer in court? You know, so I find I find the games really exciting for that reason. No, I know you're you're not really familiar with the Ace Attorney games. I did I, I did a long time ago show you uh, the first case to the first game. Do you remember that? I do. Okay, so he, he gets the gist of how this game works. Um, and uh, the case he played was very easy because it was meant for, like, people who were brand new to the series. I mean, it was, like, the first game. So, or really second game. The first game was a, was, was a, a Japanese exclusive, and that was on the Game Boy. So... Yeah, I'm really excited to see what these games have to offer. And actually, the Great Ace Attorney games, the spinoff games, were initially not available for Western audiences. They were initially uh, Japanese exclusives. And I think the reason they were Japanese exclusives is because, uh, you know, they dealt with themes about racism and whatnot. I mean, again, this was like 
takes place back in the 19th century so i can see why there might be like racist uh undertones and whatnot being that uh victoria london and japan and old school me jimmy me jimmy japan will mix together uh so but now it's finally coming out so i don't know if they like censor i like obviously the game hasn't come out yet so i we don't know if they like censored some of the dialogue to make it i i you know more politically correct or if um or if they're just gonna be full-blown honest with the you know racial undertones and whatnot but it's finally coming out and i'm very excited for it for these uh to play these cases and figure out how we're gonna solve old school uh you know how how we're gonna solve these you know cases and how you know because they actually it brings on one of the characters is actually a parody of uh, sherlock holmes called herlock sloans which you know you can they put a lot of thought into the parody name <laughs> but how uh, good yeah. of a detective was herlock sloans uh, I hear he's not as good as his cousin Sherlock Holmes, but you know. <laughs> um, well, folks, this does he, was an. Does he have a side? Does he have a sidekick? That sounds like Watson. Yeah. Uh, somewhat, somewhat, yeah, I think so. His name's uh, not Watson. <laughs> um. So then, Tommy. Uh, what's your best memory of a of a Ace Attorney game? Um, I probably remember the first one the most out of all the games. But folks, we're gonna have to wrap up the show here. We're running low on time. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tom of the uh, Tom's Pop and Radio Show. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, next week is our la gonna be our last episode. I'm really gonna miss doing this show because it's been a lot of fun um uh, and it's great being it was fun doing this with you noah uh it's fun it was fun it's been fun doing this show with you um but yeah we're gonna have to wrap it up from here so uh thanks so much guys and uh we'll see you all next week at the finale mark your calendars yep mark your calendars for the last show <laughs> Bye-bye, folks.